0: to lie there, and he stepped into eternal glory. Amen. Ain't that what it's all about? <laughs> Through Jesus Christ, how he'll be missed. And uh, such a blessing to our hearts, and he'll dearly be missed. But I promise you, uh, he wouldn't want to come back after he has arrived home, home at last. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, if you will, please again to the book of Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. I'm just going to read one verse of scripture there. I was going to read it in its entirety from last week but uh, I'm just going to read one verse of scripture. Verse 18. When you have it say amen. Amen. Jesus said in uh, Peter here in this verse he said I also say to you that you are Peter and upon this rock somebody say that with me upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail say that last part with me the gates of hell shall not prevail Look around at those around you and tell them we're already on the winning side. Amen. We are on the winning side today. As a church, as a body, and as individuals. I want to continue this message this morning. Underscoring the relevant church. Underscoring the relevant church. Father, we just ask you today that you would speak to our hearts through your word. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Lord, today, Father, I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody, all about everybody, all about somebody who can save their soul and give them eternal life. Today, I pray that you would use this vessel, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would speak through me. And God, that you would uh, affect every life in this place in the way that you have purchased and we will give you praise for it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise as you're being seated in the house of the Lord again. Oh, uh, that one day, one day, when this battle's over, we will wear a crown in that new Jerusalem. Amen. And I'm looking forward for that day. Underscoring the relevant church, getting back into this, and just recap for a moment. I believe that God is speaking intently into our church and all those that will hear His word today uh, as to what we should be focused on and where we should be as individuals and as a church last week we heard the Lord as he spoke in our heart concerning assembling and then also praise and uh, before the message was over uh, I felt in my spirit to just uh, uh, ask those that would to lift your voices as you began to make your journey to church today before you got to church and many of you did that and there is a atmosphere in the air of experience excitement and praise and uh, I noticed that there were those that pulled up in the parking lot with their music going up their praises going up their windows were down some of them pulled up under the breezeway here and cranked it up and I didn't know Michael Combs could sound so good but boy they were worshiping and praising God and I'm telling you I know I know my name is written there and uh, what a glorious time and excitement today it's important that we come together in this excitement amen God don't want us to come to church like it's some kind of chore and some kind of boring thing. He wants us to come with the joy of the Lord in our heart and be excited about seeing God's people and gathering together. And I believe when we get that in our spirit, we begin to look at the, the great privilege and blessing of assembling together. And we come in a praise attitude that God will trust truly move in great and marvelous ways in our life. Today it also is a building faith. Whenever we're worshiping God, many times we are worshiping in the Word of God and by the Word of God, in the Spirit of God, falls upon us and faith is increased. I can't tell you the countless number of times that I've come to church my faith was weak. I was going through some storms in my life, but somebody got up and sung a song. And in that song came the words uh, that would encourage my life. Uh, Many years ago, I'll never forget uh, in one particular instance that I was in a very dark place. I was in a very great battle and I was uh, fiercely trying to get through. And all of a sudden we were in service one day and I heard a song and that song became even more dear to my heart and I sang it quite often in my spirit uh, that said that we will not be defeated will not be defeated will not be defeated anymore amen and I'm telling you as I begin to hear that song faith begin to rise up in me and I begin to to say I know that I'm going to make it even though there's sometimes in life we don't feel like we're going to be able to persevere when we come to the house of God and assembling and praise unto God our faith can be increased and we can leave with a strong faith that says I'm not going to be defeated anymore. Amen. Give God praise if you believe that. There is faith in in the worship that we have in our heart that can be built in our lives through his words and the words of those songs and the words of praise unto God. But not only do we find the underscoring of a relevant church in assembly and in praise, we also find it, I think, more uh, powerfully. And one of the greatest foundations of that relevant church is in what I'm going to talk about today and it is simply in prayer how many thank God today for the opportunity to come before his throne I want to tell you it's a privilege and it's the place every child of God ought to be. Amen. Is in a place of prayer in their life unto the Lord. The offensive strategy of a relevant church is not only in assembly and in praise, but even in more power of the power of prayer in the church. Matthew chapter 21 verse 13, the Bible talks about Jesus as he was going he through Jerusalem, and, and he came into the temple courts, and he began to see that they were buying and selling in the temple. And they were there selling and uh, selling uh, animals for the sacrifice uh, within the walls of the temple there. And they were, were just abusing uh, uh, the cause and the purpose uh, of what the temple was there for. And Jesus came in, and he was disturbed by what he saw. Uh, and he began to turn the money tables over and, and, and begin to take away and drive them out of the temple and the word of God said here that he said my house shall be a house of prayer. Not a house of gossip, not a house of bitterness, not a house of unforgiveness, not a house of discord, not a house, come on somebody, not a house of anger, not a house of jealousy, but a house of prayer. Oh, he said, but you made it a den of thieves. Jesus came into this realm to help folks to understand the purpose of the temple of God. First and foremost was to have a prayer in the house of God, to come to the house of God with an attitude of prayer. You know, I'm telling you, I believe we could overcome a lot of battles if we would turn our attention to prayer instead of giving in to every feeling that comes across our spirit. I'm telling you church today, I come to preach. I'm telling church today, that if we would turn ourselves into the throne room of grace and kneel before him then every problem wouldn't overtake us like we let it sometimes every situation wouldn't drive us into a place of defeat it's time to rise up and get to the altars of prayer again and to the throne room of God again in prayer this is where every attack of the enemy is defeated for the Bible said if we will submit ourselves therefore unto God my goodness somebody shout bad and resist the devil he will flee today how many knows today that when you kneel before God you can stand before anything when you go into a place of prayer in your life the enemy has to do nothing more than flee you are a victor because God has Positions you a place before his throne in the presence of your God that you can come before him, petition him, praise him, and see the enemy defeated in the presence of your God today. Come on, somebody the Bible said the faithful fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much many times we'd rather complain than pray we like to give the devil accolades over all that's going wrong in our life come on somebody we give more attention to the temptation of complaining than we do saying when the enemy comes in against my life and trouble comes my way there is a a rock I can kneel on. Come on somebody there is a place that I can go. How many today are found in your closet. How many today are found in the presence of God? You ain't got to answer that but do a little self-evaluation. Are you praying like you ought to be praying? Are you going before God like you ought to be going before God? Are you pressing through, amen, and getting into the presence of God like you need to through the power of prayer because prayer is the foundation that is going to make a difference in a relevant church. God don't want entertainment He wants somebody who wants a relationship with him that will talk with him, that will receive from him, that will let God have his way in their life, that knows that when they stand before God, that every attack of the enemy will fall at their feet. I'm not going to fall, but the enemy is going to fall. I'm telling you today, we need to rise up in prayer again. His house shall be a house of prayer today. It shall be a house of prayer. I can't tell you the countless times in my life I've gone to church and more than prayer, there was everything that shouldn't have been going on. Amen. Brothers rising up against brothers and sisters against sisters. People falling into temptation. Preachers running off with secretaries. Y'all mad with me? Come on, somebody. Folks seeing how they can get their hand in the pot where the tithes and offerings are. Temptation. Oh, somebody! Y'all don't get quiet. I'm not being judgmental. I'm just telling you that if we turned to prayer, we wouldn't fall into temptation. If our response was prayer we can defeat the temptation and the sin nature of our lives that's why James said it well when he said submit yourselves therefore unto God resist the devil and he will flee you've got to submit to God when temptation comes you're no match for it I'm no match for it but with God we are overcomers and when we get in his presence we find victory a relevant church is not a church That is falling into temptation, but a church that is rising above it all and becoming leaders and examples of what God would have in our life and walking in this glory. It's through prayer today. Well, brother, you being judgmental, no, I'm telling you there are times temptation comes to my life yes it does I'll never forget years ago my mother picked me up we went Georgia I was in high school those were the days we were coming through Jacksonville Florida we were going to see my grandparents they were caretakers of a youth home down there I was kind of excited I kind of wanted to see what all they did I thought it was a great ministry and on the way she said i'm i'm just a little hungry i think we'll stop and get us a dunkin donut i know i got to cut this short now as we were walking into this Dunkin' Donuts, I saw this older couple come walking up. Precious man and woman, husband and wife. And she began to walk in the doorway there. And I'll never forget the words she said. When that door opened, you could smell the aroma of that fresh cooked donuts just coming. Thank God we don't have it happening in here. But that fresh-cooked doughnuts. And she said, Woo-wee. I said, my goodness, she looked like she was too educated for all that. She said, honey, let me say something right now to the devil. Devil, get thee behind me and don't push. never forget that statement in other words she was being tempted of those donuts and she didn't want the devil to push her to get more than she needed or whatever the case may be but she made that statement and I thought about often in my life have we walked on into a place of temptation when we should have run When we should have run to the place of prayer, when we should have run to the place where God could intervene in our life and the enemy and the temptation would flee. If you didn't want to fall into the temptation of a greasy glazed donut, then stay out of the shop. Amen. you don't want to fall into the temptation because oh, saying get thee behind me Satan and don't push ain't enough Jesus said get thee behind me Satan and that was it sometimes I think with some people, I've seen it and they get frustrated. They get frustrated and and, and the carnal nature comes out. And and instead of being the Christian they ought to be, they make statements like, uh, you know I'm saved, but there's a redneck still inside of me that'll whoop you. (laughs) Come on somebody. You better ask somebody. I'm not not trying to be funny. I know it sounds funny, but y'all know it. You read it on Facebook all the time, and sometimes you share it and you like it. Ooh! I just want something about somebody know I'm Christian, but I'm human too, and I still got a good whooping left inside of me. And we think that's cool. Come on, somebody. We think that's cool and that's funny. And a lot of people laugh over it. It's cute. Maybe some people don't mean anything by it. But there are people that are watching those posts. They're hearing our voice. And God has not called us to remind people of our sin nature and how great it must be in the eyes of man. But he's called us to to remind folks of how broken we are and how wonderful he is. And we need his grace. And when we have become children of God, it don't matter how many people you can whoop. You don't need to tell the devil that. (laughs) Help me, Jesus. changes. I had somebody tell me one time, well preacher, that's just who I am. God saved you to change you from who you are. Amen. I thank God I'm not who I am anymore. And it didn't happen just because I went to church. It didn't happen just because I sung a few gospel songs. It didn't happen just because I assembled. It happened because I prayed unto the Lord and He heard my cry and His Holy Spirit moved upon my life. said, saved me, sanctified me and changed me. I'm not the man I used to be and I thank God for that today. I am not. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who can save my soul. I don't want them to know whether or not I'm I'm tough or not. I don't care about that. I want them to know there's a prayer warrior there. Amen. There's a prayer warrior there. Y'all better not mess with them. They know how to get a hold of God. Come on, somebody. Don't take Me to a church that is entertaining. Take me to a church that knows that his house shall be a house of prayer. And they operate in that very realm of prayer. They're prayer warriors. Give me a church that knows how to press into the throne room of God. At my Boyende, somebody on a shiny bed. Don't take me to some watered-down church full of entertainment. Take me to a church that when I'm going through something, I can call upon the elders of the church and they can pray over me. I can call upon the pastor. They can pray. I can call upon the body and they can pray. where there's no prayer, there's no power. You fall into temptation. You fall into temptation. You give in. Homes are broken when prayer could have stopped it. Amen. Prayer could have don't have to wait until you get to church to pray. Pray wherever you're at. I was on the job one day, many years ago, when I came back to the Lord, and some of the things that were going through my mind, I was praying and God would send me, he said, go on to that bathroom. It was a little one, one stall bathroom, one door, small bathroom. I'd go to that bathroom and I'd pray. I'd get up out of that bathroom, go back to my workstation, work a little while longer. A thought would cross my mind. Temptation would come and God would send me back. I'd go pray. I did that for days and weeks. You say, what kind of thoughts? Thoughts that I was acted upon. I was saved, I was restored, but there were some things I needed to be sanctified from in my life. And one of them was language. You wouldn't believe bad language would come out off these lips, which thank God they don't anymore. I never been slipped, I never slipped up, Bishop. When God sanctified me and delivered me of that, I ain't slipped up since. He gave me victory. I didn't get that by just listening to a little music and going to church. I was already doing that. I needed to get in the presence of God and find victory over this thing that I was struggling with. And one day after days, upon I think it was about two weeks, I went into that bathroom one more time. And the Lord told me, turn the light out. I turned the light out. It was pitch pitch dark in that bathroom. God said, I want you to stay right here. And for 30 minutes, I had see the light's not on. They're just assuming, amen to God, nobody's in there and somebody left the door locked and they got to get in there and use the bathroom. So I said, Lord, I'm praying but but somebody's going to come in here in just a little bit. God said, I don't want you to worry about that. I want you to get your eyes on me. I believe the test was that with all the things that could interrupt what God wanted me to be doing on the outside of that door, God wanted me To focus on what he had sent me in there for and that was to come before him and to pray with sincerity that I would be delivered from this very temptation and act that I was falling into of foul language but I'm telling you I did. People would knock on the door I'd keep on praying. People would knock on the door I'd keep on praying. After about 30 minutes God finally said okay son get up turn the light on. I have heard Your prayer I walked out of that room never have I ever slipped up again because God sanctified me I won't tell you the devil didn't send temptation but I never slipped into I was sanctified and continuing to be sanctified how many thank God for sanctification today In the house of prayer, we find the grace of God when we overcome temptations through prayer. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, said, As the disciples were there, Garden of Gethsemane with Christ, you ready? He was praying they had slept he walked out and he looks upon them sleeping there he he said can't you just tarry with me can't you just pray with me watch and pray lest you enter into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh weak and that's where the enemy attacks you he attacks you in the corner rail. the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak watch and pray that you don't enter into temptation I'm telling you when temptation comes you need to know that you can go to God right then and you can find grace to help in your need oh come the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. It's time that we quit giving in to temptation and start giving in to prayerful lives. Amen. Stand with me if you will. I'm going to finish this tonight. Next Sunday we'll get back into discipleship get back into the rest of this message but tonight I want to finish this on prayer on prayer tonight a church that prays together just like a family a church that prays overcomes challenges It's easy for us to forget if we're not careful. There are times I don't feel like praying. Anybody ever had those times? There are times that I am tempted not to pray. I'm tempted to just go home and and pass a very special moment in time with God. There are times when I really don't feel like it. But I do it anyway. There are times I'm praying I don't feel, while I'm praying, I don't feel inspired. You ever had those moments? Because sometimes what you're going through sometimes seems more real than your very own prayer life. The spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. There are times when I have to make myself cry out to God. as I'm doing that I don't feel nothing I'm searching for words to say but the alternative to not doing any prayer at all in my life is to surrender into the temptation of the enemy how many knows God hears your voice when you cry out to him by faith, even when you don't feel like praying and you don't know the words to say, God hears your voice. And sometimes you may not have but three words that you can pray and you don't know what else to say, then just say those three words. Pray those three words unto God sometimes it may be simple as Lord help me help me Lord Lord help me I believe God can read into your heart and he can see the things that are in your life when you can say Lord help me he knows what you're asking him for but whatever you do as a church and as an individual don't you stop praying the church that is relevant is a praying church a Christian that is relevant is a praying Christian and I don't mean no just no now I lay me down to sleep prayer God is great God is good let us thank him for our food that works for the for for young folks who are sincere in what they're saying But it don't work. In every life, you gotta pray the way God puts it in your heart to pray, even when you don't feel like praying. I want to tell you something. We're marching forward. Stoneville is marching forward. Things are coming together. With that comes great challenge. With that is going to come temptation. And when temptation comes, immediately we should go to God in prayer. You don't have to spend an hour with him every time it might take just five minutes to go before god in prayer and say god i'm not giving into this temptation i'm not giving into this temptation to talk about my brother and sister i'm not giving into this temptation to slander i'm not giving into this temptation to to remain in unforgiveness i'm not giving into this temptation to uh, uh, to let everybody else do what i ought to be doing i, I i'm just god i need you prayer. Father, I ask you right now in the precious name of Jesus, if you would take the word that you have spoken today, bring it, Father, to a relevant place in every heart and every life. The God, you've called us as a relevant church to be a house of prayer. And Lord, that As we pray, we find ourselves avoiding the temptations that we could simply fall into. God, there's somebody in this building, if not many, whose life is going to be changed because of what you've spoken to them today. Pray, Holy Ghost, move by your convicting power your graceful, merciful love and begin to work your work of grace in their life. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed for a moment. I, I want to ask you this question. How important is prayer to you in your life? Have you really prayed the the way that you ought to have you really prayed as often as you should or have you gotten caught up in the whirlwinds of life found yourself passing by moments of prayer when the Lord would draw you near and maybe in your spirit you had a desire but but you just walked away from that life of prayer If you want to be that relevant church that is marching forward with an offensive march, maybe you've got some situations you need God to protect you from, some temptations you need God to deliver you from. I'm telling you, prayer is the avenue that you need to engage in. And you need to come in faith right now. Maybe you need to stand in for somebody all over this church. I'm going to ask you to come and let's pray for our church body. Let's pray for those around us.